Okay, so we're back for part three. And if you have not listened to part one and part two with Rachel Roush, you definitely need to go back and listen. But in case you haven't, um, I'm going to have Rachel introduce herself again and we'll get started. Thanks, Trudy. Yeah. Um, I am Rachel Roush. I am board certified as a doctor of naturopathy, and I have over 25 years of experience in the natural health field. I work with a lot of clients that deal with adrenal and cortisol issues, hormone issues. Really, I work with clients that deal with all types of issues, but at the root of it, for many of them, it comes back to adrenals cortisol, and hormones. I personally am, what do I want to say, type A, a very busy person, Enneagram 1, and rest, burnout, those, there's a, there's a balance there that I am constantly seeking to to maintain because it's a challenge mm-hmm. with my personality. So I get it. I understand why this is such an issue for mm-hmm. so many people. Yes. Yes. And we're going to talk about rest today. Um, we've talked about a lot of things, episode one and two. Do you want to, do you want to kind of sum that up, what we've talked about so far? Just to, you know, sure. help us remember. Sure. So we talked about how cortisol is a hormone that our adrenal glands produce that helps us deal with stress. But the cumulative effect of stress and our current nonstop lifestyle Mm -hmm. and the excessive amounts of cortisol that our, our adrenals produce ends up causing problems with our hormones, with blood sugar, sleep, weight gain, and other things. And so we talked about how cortisol can be lowered through lifestyle changes like consistent exercise, a high-fat, high-protein, low-sugar diet, avoiding caffeine, and then using adaptogenic herbs like Eleuthero and ashwagandha. So I think that's, that's, that's about a brief summary. Yes. Yes. So, so I think you have one more trick up your sleeve, maybe even the biggest one um, (laughs) of how we can offset the effects of this cortisol, this burnout. Yes. Tell us about it. Maybe the one you're most passionate about, right? (laughs) (laughs) We can rest. Yes. We can rest. And I've come to realize that rest is not just physical, like sleep or sitting down and putting our feet up, but rest is also required at an emotional level, a relational level, and a spiritual level. And and so when we break those three down, we look first at emotional rest, it can be helpful to identify like when we need that emotional rest. And I would say that 
those that are dealing with anxiety and depression and those that are overstimulated, you know, just really struggle to settle down Mm -hmm. or people that are experiencing grief. Grief is a time that it really, um, really depletes us emotionally and we need to rest. And those times of transition, sometimes we can minimize the impact of, of the stress of transition, whether that's moving or that's maybe a child that's starting school or graduating from school or a child that gets married or um, going back to that grief, a death of a loved one. Whenever there's a transition in life where there's a change, that impacts us emotionally and we need to stop and rest. And also trauma, you know, any form of trauma really requires emotional rest. And so if we, if we think about these different circumstances or life situations that require that emotional rest, we want to consider like, what are ways that we can really soothe our, our emotions and help us to rest at an emotional level. And I think some of the best ways, one of them is to just spend time in nature, mm-hmm. you know, to get outside and notice the environment around us and to just be present in nature. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. There was a study done that shows that trees actually give off something that when you're near them, it actually improves the mood. Like this has been documented and I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember the actual chemical that they give off, but Mm -hmm. trees actually give Mm -hmm. off something that will improve our mood. And there's also been studies done that water being around water, they took a group of people that were dealing with depression Mm -hmm. and half of them just needed to get outside. And the other half went outside and spent time near water. And after a period of time, I don't remember if it was 30 or 90 days, but the people that spent time around water, their depression had improved significantly more than even those that were just spending time outside. And those that were outside had improved over those mm-hmm. that were still inside. But wow. the ones around water had improved even more. Wow. So trees, water, there are some some things in nature. And I think God created um, God created them with that intent that, that they are to help support, mm-hmm. um, support us in that, in that emotional rest. Mm-hmm. Um, another way to soothe is music. And I, I recommend this a lot with my clients. I encourage people to pay attention to how music impacts you. Some music is very soothing to my spirit other music is very energizing. It uplifts me and encourages me. And then there's some music that it's just, it puts my spirit into a state of dissonance. You know, I'm just very um, agitated, uncomfortable. And so I encourage people to pay attention to how music affects them and then use music according to how you're feeling, whether you need to be uplifted or you need to, to relax or be soothed. But, but music definitely mm-hmm. has a very strong impact on helping us to rest at an emotional level. 
I'm laughing because I I can totally tell that when the kids pick the music, sometimes they just want to go crazy, just want to go crazy. And then if I pick the music, then, you know, it's restful. I can, I mean, it just makes me laugh. Baby Shark is on that not restful, you know, list. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing restful about Baby Shark. <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, I understand. And it's different from person to person, mm-hmm. you know, as far as what types of music impact us. Yes. You know, as far as rest yeah. or, or energizing or whatever. It's also interesting to know that creativity can be very restful for some people when it comes to their mood, the ability to create whatever that is mm-hmm. has a restoring restful effect on us. Yes. And, and that's one that's relatively new as far as learning about that. So I'm still exploring like what that really looks like in my life, you know, or how I mm-hmm. recommend that to other people, mm-hmm. but even the most uncreative person Yes. We'll probably find some area, whether it's the kitchen or it's the garden or whatever, that allows them to express some creativity yes. and can find that restful. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that completely. If I sit down with my journal, I know I'm not creating anything beautiful and nobody's ever going to see it and nobody wants to see it. You know, the grammar is horrible. But if I just sit there and create something, with my words, it just, I just feel restful. <laughs> yes. And sometimes where I'm like, Ethan, I just need to go right. I just, I need that rest. And I would not say I'm a creative person at all, but that it's one way that, I don't know, creating something through words is definitely restful to me. Yes. And I, I actually can identify with that because I find my journal, definitely a place to, Mm -hmm. to express that, that creativity. And um, somehow you just feel better when it's on paper. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, and, and diffusing essential oils can really help with the emotional mental rest. I, I personally think that the fur oils and the citrus oils for, Douglas fir, white fir, black spruce, any of those, those fir oils, and then citrus, lemon, grapefruit, wild orange. It's kind of a little bit of a joke in my family and even with some of my clients because I refer to wild orange as my feel-good oil. Okay. It just, it just makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that's definitely. Supporting the mental and emotional giving you rest that right exactly it's calming and soothing okay yeah do you think each person has a different oil that kind of does that to them or is yeah okay yeah I do I think everybody's a little bit different I, I think the citrus and the fur oils are particularly helpful in just balancing mm-hmm. um when it comes to emotional rest but but yes, you know, there's wild orange is not the only oil that that can have a profound effect on me. Okay. Um, 
and I think everybody's a little different as far as what oils they respond really well to. Mm -hmm. And then if we consider relational rest, and this is, this is an interesting one when we think about first what causes us to not in relationships, the relationship traps that get us in trouble. For instance, comparison. When we start to compare ourselves, we are definitely not going to be at a state of rest. I personally think social media, while I utilize it and use it and most everybody else does, social media can definitely be a relationship trap. It's just pretty hard to rest when we're scrolling. Yeah. And I think another relationship trap is idolatry, just expecting from others what only God can provide us. Mm-hmm. And we can get stuck in this thinking and it robs us of that rest that we need. And kind of along the same thought would just be unmet expectations and disappointments. You know, sometimes yeah. there's just hard things. Yeah. And we need to we need to recognize when that is sabotaging our rest. And and people pleasing. Yeah. Constant trying to satisfy somebody else. Oh my word. I mean, it's just impossible to rest in that situation. Yes, for sure. So learning how to rest relationally, recognizing boundaries. Mm -hmm. I know you've done a podcast on that before being able to say no, recognizing where we need to establish those boundaries Mm -hmm. so that we can really truly appreciate and rest in relationships and also our God worth versus our self worth. Like who does God say I am? You know, our, our self worth will often lie to us, but our God worth will never lie. And so whenever I can focus on my God worth instead of my self worth, I can rest in relationships so much better. And that is a whole nother three-part series topic right there. Very true. Wow. Very true. That's very true, though. When, when, that's, when that's in the proper perspective, you know, what others think of you doesn't really matter quite as much. Then, then there's rest. Right. Wow. Right. And then we're more willing to take the steps we need to to get the rest that we need. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then spiritual rest. So I spent some time just thinking through how does God define rest? And I finally concluded that rest is this ceasing from striving. (laughs) And as I thought about that striving, I thought, you know, what sabotages our spiritual rest? What, what keeps us constantly striving? And for me, I feel like it would be perfectionism and busyness. There's, there's a lot of things we could probably add to that list, but those were the things that stood out to me mm-hmm. as constantly keeping us in that state of striving mm-hmm. forward. And, you know, God is 
God does not need our perfectionism. He does not need our busyness. Mm -hmm. We can rest in him without Mm -hmm. those. Along those lines, do you think, do you think, um, religion versus relationship? Oh, definitely. Would go in that. Yeah. Striving, striving, thinking we are the ones that have to do this. We're the ones who have to save ourselves rather than resting in him. Right. Relationship. Yes. Yes. And I think when I think about like what restores spiritual rest, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the things that is helpful is just sitting in God's love. And, and that, that really builds on that relationship instead of that religion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, just, just sitting and taking in his presence and his love, mm-hmm. spending time with him, receiving his comfort mm-hmm. is, is very restorative mm-hmm. for our spiritual rest. It's hard. And really, you can't, you can't do that if you're, if you're busy. You can't take, you can't stop. I mean, you have to stop in order to, to sit in God's love. Yeah. But, oh, it's so hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the other thing that I have found really helpful for spiritual rest, and interestingly enough, how much it, it spills over into relational and emotional and physical rest, is just a Sabbath break, a weekly mm. Sabbath break. And... um so my Sunday afternoons is a time that I take a total break basically mm-hmm. from, from life. Mm-hmm. And my intention during that time is to do whatever refreshes and restores me. So even if I enjoy something, but it's not refreshing or restoring, it it's not something that I'm going to choose to do during that time mm-hmm. because I want to come away from those few hours feeling refreshed and restored. And I'm amazed when I don't get that in on a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. it impacts my entire next week. Mm-hmm. It is just really amazing how much that time makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, for some people, they, they aren't necessarily doing it on a Sunday. They're doing it a different day. And for others, they look at it as, you know, well, for my family, you know, with their responsibilities, maybe they're choosing to only use paper products for their meals because Mm -hmm. during their Sabbath, they're not going to wash dishes, Yes, you know, um, or pre-made food or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is like, it's just taking a break Mm -hmm. because I think that's what God really intended. He wanted, he's, he created that rhythm, that six days of work, that one day of rest, and that mm-hmm. rhythm of rest is so important for us. Yeah. I like how you said it's, it's not necessarily, I mean, this is going to look different for everybody. I like how you said, like, I don't think you said the word, but intentional, like mm-hmm. intentionally saying, I'm not doing the dishes today. We're having paper plates or intentionally saying, okay, this is my rest time. What do I intentionally want to put in here? I think, I think intentionally 
you know, takes that Sabbath break to a different level. Like that's how it becomes a Sabbath break is if you're intentional about it. Right. At the same time, when I first started doing it, I viewed that Sabbath as a time that was just almost like my spiritual to-do list. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, it's like, well, mm-hmm. this is a time that yeah. I will work on a Bible study. This is a time. And while those things are good, uh, I realized that I needed yeah. to be intentional about relaxing in that. I mean, there are some Sunday afternoons where it's like, I just want to take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to sit on the mm-hmm. swing and, you know, look at the ripples on the pond. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's, it's not, I learned very quickly that for myself, I couldn't make I, I couldn't be so, I need to be very intentional about taking the time, but I need to be spontaneous mm-hmm. about how I spent that time according yes, to how I was feeling yeah. at that point. Intentionally so- spontaneous. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Do those words go together? <laughs> <laughs> they do now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Like listening to what your body really needs right then, you know, just like, yeah, excellent. Yeah, I love that. And I think, too, intentionally stopping what you know drains you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's yeah. a good thing. Yes, even if it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, and I can definitely, um, with thanks to Corona, you know, staying home every Sunday night, every Sunday all day has been, is been life-changing for our family. Like just taking a step back and being like, okay, we're all sitting around, we're listening to church, we're drawing or whatever the girls are doing, but we're just sitting Mm -hmm. and we're not, we're not getting dressed up to go somewhere. We're not worried about what time we're getting there. We're not worried about the mess we leave from our house. Like we're just kind of resting in, in our Sundays. And then when church is over, We've just been bums, plain old bums. And it is amazing how different our week goes. It's just, it's, it, it does blow my mind. And if you would have told me that, you know, six months ago, that having a Sabbath rest was going to be this mind blowing, I would not have believed you. But it has, <laughs> anyways, I'm probably getting a little off track here, but. It's, it's been amazing how much Sabbath rest has, has changed our family. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I believe that because when I was first challenged to, to do a Sabbath rest, I didn't, I didn't believe the impact that it would make (laughs) Mm -hmm. until I was into it and didn't, you know, missed it a a week or two Mm -hmm. or whatever. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it, it was amazing. The difference. I think the kid, I think our kids can tell too. Like, I think it does something for them also. Right. I would agree. Okay. So we got way off track. What else did you have for us? <laughs> um, you know what? I would love to share the story about Elijah and the Bible. Yes. So okay. 
Elijah is one of my very favorite characters when it comes to talking about burnout and rest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like in the, the words of the scripture, as we're reading the story, the words cannot begin to express the context and everything that's really happening mm-hmm. in that one chapter or whatever it is. And, and I think such is the case with the story of Elijah and when, the, um, when he challenged the 400 prophets, priests, I guess, priests of Baal to the sacrifice. Um, you know the story up on Mount Carmel, and they those those priests of Bell spent half a day, you know, calling on their their false god to come down and consume this sacrifice, and mm-hmm. and obviously it didn't work. And then Elijah comes along, and they they pour water during a, a time of drought. They pour water on this um, altar, and and he prays and God comes down with fire and he consumes that sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the water and everything is just gone. And then Elijah commands that those 400 priests of Baal are to be destroyed. And I I can't imagine the amount of adrenaline that Mm. went into this entire experience of the mm-hmm. of the battle between the priests of Baal and calling on their God to consume the sacrifice and then Elijah calling on the most high God and um, you know Israel was they were turned away from God and suddenly mm-hmm. God had revealed himself in a very incredible way and mm-hmm. and Elijah had to be on a total adrenaline high at that point yes and yes. then and then God sends rain and mm-hmm. Elijah physically runs ahead of the king, you know, back to Jezreel, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so he physically is exerting all this strength. And again, there had to be an incredible amount of cortisol, you know, we're coming off mm-hmm. of this adrenaline high, tons of cortisol in the body. And, mm-hmm. and obviously God you know, again, gave him that strength to do that. But again, at a physical level, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. And he gets, he gets to Jezreel and Jezebel says, you know, if Mm -hmm. you're going to be dead by tomorrow, I, I, I will personally guarantee that you're going to be dead by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Elijah, yeah, well, and he, he runs to, to Beersheba. And I looked it up. That's a hundred miles. <laughs> That's a hundred miles Whoa. that he went to get away from Jezebel. And he leaves oh. a servant there. And then he hikes another day's journey oh into the wilderness. And finally, the crash happens. Mm-hmm. And he plops down under a broom tree. And he's done. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. like, you know, God, you can just... You can take me. I'm yeah. done. Like the cortisol, the adrenaline, everything mm-hmm. is done. You know, at a at a physical level, he was totally exhausted. He had burned through all of that cortisol. Emotionally, he was depressed. He was ready to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and relationally, he had left 
his servant in Beersheba, and he had isolated himself now in the wilderness. And spiritually, he's questioning, you know, God's work, his presence, what has just happened. And I think it's really interesting because God comes and he, he sends an angel. And he provides physical touch as that angel reaches out and he touches them. Okay, that comfort. Mm-hmm. And he provides physical nourishment and food. And then he just tells them to sleep. And after he sleeps, he sends the angel again to give him more food. Like God doesn't tell him the things he did wrong or the things he should have done differently Mm -hmm. or how he should have had a different attitude. He Mm -hmm. just brings rest and nourishment to him. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so powerful when we consider our own lives. There are Mm -hmm. times when we just need rest. We need that physical refreshment and restoration. Wow. You know, it's just like there was no questions. There was no theology that God was trying mm-hmm. to give him. Just rest. Mm-hmm. And from there, then he traveled, you know, what, 40 days to Mount Horeb. And God spoke to him in the mm-hmm. still small voice. And, and you know, the story goes on from there. But I just think that's yeah. just a really, really powerful yeah. story. Wow, that is. And I think it's very relatable to us as women. There are times when, yeah, we're spent. Yeah. We're spent. And it's food and rest. Right. And it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we feel guilty, but obviously if it was okay Mm -hmm. for Elijah, it's okay for us. Yes. Wow. Well, we are almost at the end of our three part series here. But I want people to know, what do you do to support women who are dealing with burnout, cortisol? How can, how can, if they related to all this, I mean, I know everybody's relating to this, but if they need help in this area, how can you help them? Sure. So like <laughs> I've mentioned, I work with women, you know, all over, you know, to help them restore their health. And you know, I've seen the effects of that cortisol overload. I've seen the effects of too much stress and how it causes some of these different issues that we've been talking about. And so while I've been doing consultations with women for over 20 years, I am very excited. I just launched an adrenal program recently that, yeah, that's just, it's just super exciting to me. And it includes optional hormone testing And I work with my clients to just lay a better foundation for health and then work to improve their cortisol levels, bring it up, bring it down, depending on what we're dealing with, and the resulting health concerns that come out of those cortisol levels. So it's it's so satisfying to see the results that my clients experience. I just had a client yesterday that she was just... She was just so thankful for Mm -hmm. how much better she was feeling. And I love to see that because it's, it's just, it's restoring an element of life that, Mm -hmm. that is so important. You know, we don't have to function at, at half of our capacity, you know, we can function at our full capacity. So, wow. Okay, yeah, so, so how can how can women find you, find that program? 
So you can you? you can find me on my website, which okay. is arrowwellness.com. And arrow is spelled E-I-R-O. Okay. It's an it's an old Greek arch, archaic word that means God's gift of wholeness. So arrow e i r o wellness. Okay. dot com, and then I'm on Instagram under the same name, Facebook under the same name, and then they can also email me at okay. Rachel, just my first name R A C H E L at arrow wellness.com okay okay well i think we're ready to wrap it up do you have else you want to say (laughs) you know i just have really enjoyed talking with you and obviously this is an area of passion yeah and so i'm just thrilled to get the word out to other women that there's hope they don't have to deal with ongoing exhaustion from cortisol or lack of rest there is hope Yes. Excellent. We all need hope. Yes, we do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the last three episodes. I have come away with a better understanding and I know my listeners have also. So thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for having me on. Yep.